VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. This is a program that shows you how to make your life work, how to turn your challenges into opportunities, how to really turn your problems into solutions, and how to make your dreams come true. And if you're listening today on the 25th of February, then you can give us a call live at 866-472-5787. We're talking today definitely about making your life work through an inquiry process, and it's called the Byron Katie Work. And it's asking a series of questions to really get you to what you need to do in your life to make positive changes. My guest today is Heather Ambler, who's an integral counselor, and she specializes in the work of Byron Katie. Welcome, Heather. Hi, Patricia. Hi. Tell our audience what the work of Byron Katie is. Well, the work of Byron Katie is a very simple inquiry process by which you question the beliefs that are causing you to suffer. And through that questioning, you come to see that those beliefs actually are not true. And when you see that, they lose their power to make you suffer. It's so powerful. Hello? I'm here. Good. Can you All hear right. Me? Something happened. We got caught off for a minute. So in what you're saying, then, through the questioning, you begin to understand what's working and what isn't because of the way you're answering the questions? Well, not exactly. What you come to see through questioning specific belief statements that your mind is coming up with about your circumstance, by questioning those beliefs, you actually come to see that they're not even true. So you may have a belief like, my life is not working, and then you just take it through the four questions. And those four questions briefly are, is it true? That's number one. Number two, can you absolutely know that it's true? Number three, how do you react to that thought? And then question four, Who would you be without the thought? And then, of course, the all-important turnaround, which is where you turn the thought around to its opposite. So in this case, my life is not working turns around to my life is working. And then you find at least three specific examples of how that turnaround is just as true as or truer than the original statement. Okay, so I tell you what. Why don't we work on some basic ones? Let's do some basic ones together. Great. To me, here are the basic issues. My relationship isn't working. Mm-hmm. I don't have the right employment. Mm-hmm. Or my health isn't as good as it could be. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not making enough money. I mean, mm-hmm. I think those are some real basic ones. Mm-hmm. So which do you hear most often that we might want to work on? All of the above. <laughs> okay. Those are all some really good ones. One that is a good one to show how the inquiry works is I need more money. Okay, let's do that. Okay. All right. So we're going to do that together. So I'm going to say I need more money. Yes. And I'm going to say, Patricia, is that true? And I'm going to say yes. Okay. Great. 
So now comes question two. You need more money. Can you absolutely know that that is true? In other words, can you absolutely know that reality is wrong and your opinion about it is right? The reality in this case is that you have exactly as much money as you have. That's true of everyone, right? You need more money. Can you absolutely know that that's true? Um, I don't know. Um, I bet I could set the tricky one. It's a tricky one. And see if you can find a yes or a no. So can you absolutely know, for example, that you would be better off if you had more money? And I'm sure you have tons of evidence. All right, so I'm going to say yes. All right, let's say yes to that. That you would be better off if you had what you don't have. All right. That you're saying yes. Okay, yes. Okay. And how do you feel when you think that you need more money? Uh, anxious. That would be a good one. Mm-hmm. And what does the anxiety feel like? How do you know that you're anxious? Where is it in your body? And this is a sub-question. Okay, so I would say if that were my issue, I would say, um, you mean how does it feel within the body itself? Yeah, think the thought, I need more money. And then you said you feel anxious. So how do you know you're anxious? What does that feel like in your body? What happens, for example, to your breathing when you think, I need more I think money? it's more shallow. I, I would say it would be more shallow. Mm-hmm. And how do you live your life when you believe that you need more money? Um, let me see. How would I answer and that? And again, for our listeners, this is another sub-question to question three. How do it you would react be, to that okay, my, I would say that I would live my life from a scarcity point of view that I don't have enough. Mm-hmm. Is that the kind of answer you're looking for? Yeah, it's like what do you do when you think you need more money? So this is a stressful thought, right? And right. You, well, and then I guess the thing would be you start thinking of what you're spending money on that you shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. That you're, you're doing things that are wrong, that you're... Um, you're not good enough. Yeah. Not responsible enough. Right. All these other stressful thoughts start coming in. I need more money. I shouldn't have bought that. I'm not good enough. I'm not doing it right. Stress, 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 stress. And who would you be without the thought, I need more money? Um, peaceful. Mm. And when do you think that you are at your most effective in terms of your earning capability, when you're feeling peaceful or stressed out? Peaceful and Mm self-confident. Peaceful and self-confident. Yeah. For me, and I'm sure for any of our listeners, when you feel more confident and you know what your abilities are and you know what you can do, then you don't have those other thoughts. Absolutely. So it's so interesting to see that when you believe you need more money, that thought takes your peace away, it takes your confidence away, it reduces your ability to make money. All right. But now hold on, Heather. Here's the issue, Mm. and here's what I think the issue would be for listeners. The fact that you need more or you don't have more or the money isn't coming in or it's a health issue, whatever it is, is a trigger because it's real. I mean, it's real that, let's say, you're sick, or it's real that your bank account is low. It's a real thing. So the question is, how do you 
oh, what's the word, overcome that when this is something that you do see on paper, it's real. Yeah, you overcome it by questioning your beliefs about it. Because as we were just noticing, when you really believe that you need more money, your ability to make money is diminished. Mm-hmm. Your confidence decreases. Your stress level rises. So we actually become so much more effective when we question what we believe and when we're free, truly free from those stressful thoughts. So after question four and all of the different sub-questions, we go to the turnaround. I need more money. What's the opposite of that statement? I have an abundance of money. Close. That's not exactly it. The opposite of I need more money is simply I don't need more money. And how could that be just as true? Right now, in this moment. Now that, oh, okay, all right, I see where you're going. So I guess in in that moment, the answer to that would be, because right at this moment, I have what I need. Exactly. And what we come to see when we question what we believe is that right in this moment, we always have what we need, no matter what is going on. Question. So what do you say to somebody who's, you know, just lost their job or the money isn't coming in, you know, they've got a family mm-hmm. or whatever it is, the bills are coming and they're really frightened? How do you get somebody to really, and let's say they've tried, let's say they've tried Heather, let's say they've run out and they've looked for jobs and, they've, and, and, they're, and the avenues are not as broad as they thought. Mm-hmm. The hope is diminishing. Yeah. What do you say to them? I say, sit down and tell me about it. I want to know. Tell me about the fear. Tell me about your frustration. And then as they talk about it, I listen for these clear statements of belief. Beliefs like, I need more money. I can't get it right. My family's going to starve. We're going to be homeless. And then when I hear those, I say, okay, you're going to lose your home. Is it true? And then we question it all the way through because when you have beliefs like this that you are carrying around in your life, it is so hard to function. We experience them as like a physical weight. Mm -hmm. And when you question the mind and you become free from these beliefs, the sense of liberation, the lightness of being is profound. And also, too, when, when you start to get a piece of hope, somebody says, gee, come over and talk to me. I might have something. Mm-hmm. I might have employment. Yeah. And or, as Katie likes to say, a clear mind always knows what to do. And when we believe what we think, we're confused. When we question what we believe, the mind becomes clear. And then all of the options are suddenly uh, apparent to us. Mm-hmm. We can't see them when we're so bogged down with these stressful stories about our situation. But when we clear the mind, we clear the vision. And then all of a sudden, the answers, the solutions to our non-existent problems are all right there. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're talking more to Heather Ambler, who is a counselor who works with a process of inquiry called the Byron Katie Method. How can people find out about this method? They can find out about it by visiting my website, www.heatherambler.com. Okay, and I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Hey, Dad. What? I can't get the ketchup bottle open. Here, let me try. Here you go. Thanks. You don't have to be a hero to be a hero. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt U.S. Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Had an accident? The people you may encounter may be attorneys, doctors, and insurance agents. How do you protect yourself and your family? Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff, an experienced trial attorney and former legislator. Attorney Woodruff and his expert guests assist and inform on what to do in a crisis, what steps to take, what to avoid, and most important, what you need to know to get through the process. Meeting by Accident broadcasts every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Because being informed makes all the difference. Tune into Meeting by Accident with attorney Tom Woodruff. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Yeah, turn those problems into solutions and those obstacles right into opportunities. And today's no exception. We're talking about a problem-solving method that will help you really change your life because it's an inquiry process that helps you really look at these limiting old beliefs and question them and help you turn them around. My guest is Heather Ambler, who works with the Byron Katie Process and Method, and she is a, a counselor and very skilled in this and will really help you. And today we're walking through the process in different areas people deal with to show you how you can handle it. And if you're listening on February 25th live on, on Monday, you can definitely call us at 866-472-5787. If not, you're listening to the archive. You can log on to, and Heather, is it heatherambler.com? That's it. Okay, Heather Ambler, A-M-B-L-E-R dot com. Okay. All right, Heather, let's, we talked about money. Let's talk mm-hmm. about relationship. Okay. Okay, I'm going to give you an example. Okay. All right, here's an example. Here's a story. All right, let's hear it. All right, here's a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll use it in the I. Okay. 
All right. Uh, single dating, um, realizing that I've had a past history of not picking the right men mm-hmm. or the right women, mm-hmm. and it's the same old, same old. And I know I get glimmers of light that I'm doing that again because I'll go out with somebody and I'll go, ah, that's that behavior that I can't stand. And I, I know somewhere that I can change this, but I don't know how because I seem to be picking that same pattern. Mm-hmm. And it's not good for me and it doesn't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, one clear statement of belief that I heard you say is that you pick the wrong men. Right, or I picked the wrong women if this were a man listening. Okay? Right. Okay, so do you want to go through the process sure, together? Sure, okay. sure. And now, now, men, if you're listening, turn this around to women. Women, if you're listening, turn this around to men. Yes, thank you, Patricia, for that reminder, because as you're listening, it is so important to take the questions inside and answer them for yourself as you okay. listen to Patricia be facilitated. So you pick the wrong men, Patricia. Okay. Is that true? Yes. Okay. And can you absolutely know for certain that this is true, that you pick the wrong men? I'm not sure I can know that for certain. Okay, great. One way to approach this question is to ask yourself, can I absolutely know that I would be better off if I picked different men? That these men that I have picked haven't been what was just right for me on my path in the long run. So that's another way to approach this. But I'm hearing you say that when you really get down to it, you can't really know that it's true, that you pick the wrong men. And what people come to discover when they're doing the work of Byron Katie is that we can't really know anything for certain. And so over time, for some people it's a shorter amount of time, for other people it takes longer, that answer to question two is always no but it has to be an authentic no. You have to really find that no experientially. So when you believe that you picked the wrong men, and Patricia, I hear that a lot of times you really do believe this, how do you react to that thought? Um, okay, how would I react so to think, that? Think the thought right now. Just take it inside. I picked the wrong men. And okay, notice so what happens feeling, in your body. So the feeling for that would be... Um, Almost stupid. Mm. Like, you should know better. And how does that feel inside you? You should know better, Patricia. You're stupid. Um, diminishing. Mm. It feels um, debilitating. Yeah. What does it feel like in your chest when you think that? I picked the wrong man. Um, low. Low, like mm-hmm. flat. Yeah. Like thump. Mm. Mm-hmm. Crushed. Yeah, crushed. Um, what's the word I want to use? I'm trying to... I'll figure out how people feel, too, in this. Mm. Uh, crushed, flat, and just yeah. um, no energy. No like, energy. Like bleak, like dark. Yeah, bleak and dark, crushed. This is a powerful belief. You pick the wrong men. So how do you live your life when you believe this? What do you do when you believe you pick the wrong men, or what do you not do? Well, I think what you do is you keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And how do you interact with men when you believe that you pick the wrong men? How does this belief affect your interactions with them? Hmm. You repeat patterns. You act the way you've acted before. Mm-hmm. 
the right answer. I don't know. Is it the, is it what happens to you when you believe that? Um, let's see. Just look at what you do. I, I know guess... for me, I've had this story too. I pick the wrong men. When I believe that thought, I stay home. <laughs> I avoid men. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's one thing that I do. Okay. Okay, I guess the answer might be I I go out on dates with men that are not right for me. Ah, interesting. Yeah. If that were my if if that were my story because that would mean that if I believe that I'm going to keep picking it. Well, that does tend to be the way things work. Yeah, because the mind's job is to prove that what it thinks is true. And right. so the way that it does that is it goes around collecting evidence. It collects evidence. And if it can't find the evidence, like a dirty cop, it will plant the evidence. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it will go out and, and do things in order to prove that its belief system is actually true. Mm-hmm. So who would you be without the thought that you picked the wrong men? Free. Mm. And able to pick something different. Uh huh. And one thing that I'm seeing is that without the thought that you picked the wrong men, very likely you would be kinder to yourself. Because when you think the thought with the thought, you're very unkind to you. Mm-hmm. I'm stupid. I can't get it right. I should. I fall for the same thing over and over. Yeah. What's the matter with you? So without the thought that you picked the wrong men, all of that harshness is gone because the harshness was caused by the thought. So turn it around. You pick the wrong men. What's the opposite? The opposite of wrong. I pick the right men. Yeah. So tell me about that. How is that just as true? Uh, People that I might go out with who I enjoy. Mm Mm-hmm. Who, when I, after I go out, I feel good. Yeah. And now we're going to do something really tricky. We're going to take your evidence for the story that you picked the wrong men, and we're going to use it as evidence for your turnaround, that you picked the right men. Okay. So name a man. You don't have to name, you don't have to say his name, but think of someone who fits into this category for you of the wrong men. Okay. Okay. And Give me an example of how he was actually the right man for you. Um, I'm going digging back in the past here. Okay. But um, what I learned was I learned some lessons there about some real good qualities and then some qualities that I don't want to look at again. So there was some Mm. real learning there for when I pick the next thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when I pick the next thing... I picked some of the good that I had in that, but not the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we do the, this inquiry and we turn it around, what we come to see is that every so-called mistake that we ever made was actually absolutely the best thing for us. Mm-hmm. It was the best thing for us then, and it's the best thing for us now. And it's really, really amazing to see that because what happens is that the story of mistake completely unravels. It just falls apart, and we come to see that it's not even possible to make a mistake. 
And there is incredible freedom in that. Heather, how do you handle clients who are really stuck, though, where you do this with them and they are just so convinced that they can't get it right, either with making money or picking the right partner? I mean, how do you keep, what's the word I want to use, uh, almost hammering at this Mm. uh, with your little chisel (laughs) so that people turn around? Mm, that's a great question. Well, for the people who are willing to ask these questions and answer them or who are willing to come to me and sit there while I ask these questions, it's very effective. It's really, really effective. And some people really are not wanting to do this inquiry process, and mm-hmm. that's fine. That's perfect so you have for to where have they the are. Desire to change. You have to have the desire to change, and you have to have the willingness to consider the possibility that what you believe about yourself, about your family, about the world that you live in may not be true. And so oftentimes for people who have actually had the grace of realizing that it's their beliefs that cause their suffering, then the willingness comes along with that Mm -hmm. because there is no circumstance in this life that can cause us to suffer. And I mean no circumstance. And I realize that that is a big statement. You also think sometimes also, Heather, that people get a reward in the suffering. Absolutely. You know, they they bring it on again. Yeah, absolutely. There's a reward in it. There's a familiarity to it. It bolsters our sense of identity, who we think we are. And oftentimes we think that by holding on to a stressful belief, we're actually protecting ourselves from pain. But when you do this inquiry, what you come to see is that the thing that you're using to protect you from suffering is actually causing you to suffer. Mm -hmm. And when you see that very clearly again and again in this inquiry, the whole um, system just starts to break down, the whole cycle that you're in of these stressful beliefs that you're gathering evidence for, that you're living out day to day to day that just cause all of your suffering. It's only beliefs that cause suffering. All right, we're going to take a break on that. And when we come back, we're going to tackle another issue, which would be health. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. My guest is Heather Ambler, who is a counselor who works with a process called the Byron Katie Method of Inquiry, which helps you to really turn your problems into solutions. And you can log on to heatherambler.com. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, 
Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women and Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women and Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women and Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. News Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Voiceamerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. This is the program where we learn how to turn our obstacles into opportunities, our problems into solutions, and make our dreams come true. It's exactly what we're talking about today. We're talking about a method of inquiry that allows us to look at the way we think, challenge our beliefs, and turn them around so we can take positive and constructive action in our lives. My guest is Heather Ambler, and she is a counselor who specializes in the work of Byron Katie. And the work of Byron Katie involves this questioning inquiry process. And you can log on to heatherambler.com. Welcome back, Heather. Thank you. Okay, let's talk about, we've talked about two major issues where people really have stuck beliefs. One is around money, not having enough. Yep. And the other one is around relationship, not picking or choosing the right ones. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about health. Yeah. Okay. Another so what would be a typical statement about people who were defeated on their health? Oh, there are so many. One that I hear a lot of is I should take better care of myself. I love this one because on the surface it looks like a loving and kind story, right? I should take better care of myself. It's about self-care. But what people come to see is that when they think that thought, they actually feel really stressed out. Yeah, because it's about self-blame. Exactly. It's not a kind or helpful story. I should take better care of myself. And then in question four, who would you be without the thought? People say, oh, well, I would be peaceful. 
Okay, but wait a minute, Heather. Mm-hmm. What if they should take better care? What if they're eating donuts and Twinkies and all well, that? Well, what's funny is that when people come to, when they imagine how their life would be different without the story that they should take better care of themselves, they automatically take better care of themselves. So for because? a lot of people, I think the, you know, they think the thought, I should take better care of myself, that is the thought that makes them reach for the Twinkie or the Got it. or the Scotch. Got it. Without the story, they automatically take better care of themselves. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't take good care of themselves. I'm just pointing out that these thoughts that, that if you appear feed in our that mind, belief, right, if you feed yourself that belief, you're going to follow it. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to live it out, and it's not going to look like good self-care. Mm-hmm. It's going to look like Twinkies and whiskey and cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And without mm-hmm. the thought, we're actually in a much, we're much more able to take good care of ourselves because we're not experiencing that stress and that self-recrimination that is born out of that belief. So some other really common beliefs about health are, you know, some illnesses are incurable. Most people really believe that. But when you put it up against these four questions, you come to see that you really can't know that that's true and that, in fact, it's not true. All right, so let's go through it. Yep, let's do it. Do you want to look at incurable illness? Sure. Um well, I don't know if that's as common. Okay. Um, How about my body is falling apart? That's what, that one is very popular. Okay. It's one of our greatest hits. I'm not healing. I'll always be sick. I'm not healing. Let's do that one. Okay. So is it true? Okay, yes. Yes. And can you absolutely know for certain that you're not healing? Well, okay, let's say, well, yeah, but I just did my blood work and my test came back and Mm -hmm. it shows I'm not doing well. Okay, and can you absolutely know for certain what healing even looks like? Can you absolutely know with 100% certainty that there are not things going on in your body, miracles of healing every day? Can you absolutely know that? No. Okay. And when you pretend to believe that you're not healing, how do you feel? I don't heal. I feel worse. You feel worse. Yeah, is that is that belief that you're not healing peaceful or stressful for you? Stressful and debilitating. Yeah. And when do you think that you're most able to heal, when you're stressed out or peaceful? Peaceful. So it's good to notice that this story that you're not healing is probably not helping. Okay. Yeah. And who would you be without it? Who would you be without even the ability to think the thought, I'm not healing? I'd be freer. Mm. Yeah. And how would your life look different to you without this thought? I'd probably be able to do more. Mm. And how would you feel about your body without the thought that you're not healing? Um, I'd, I'd, I'd feel better. I'd feel like my body can do things. Mm-hmm. Now, Patricia, I know you know this inquiry pretty well, and maybe some of our listeners, uh, some of your listeners aren't as familiar with it. I just want to remind people that when I ask all these questions like, how would you feel about your body? How would you do things differently? These are sub-questions to questions four and three. So without the thought that you're not healing, you would be freer, Mm -hmm. you'd be more at peace. 
and better able to heal. Because we know one thing from um, all of the various media sources that stress is not conducive to healing. But again, my question comes back one more time Mm -hmm. to how we help people get through those beliefs when they start seeing black and white. Simply like the test, you know, the test score comes back from the doctor and it's not good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if someone gets test results from the doctor that scare them, then we question the beliefs that are giving birth to the fear. Exactly. Because all fear comes from belief. All of it, all of it, all of it. So we just question it and question it and question it, and it begins to let us go. And then we're in a position to really heal, to be empowered, because we're not weighed down by these incredibly stressful stories. They're so heavy. So you're not healing. What's the opposite? Let's turn it around. The opposite of I'm not healing is I'm healing. Yeah, you are healing. And how is that turnaround just as true or truer? Um, I feel better. You feel better. So that could be proof that you actually are healing. Right. Yeah. What's another example of how it's actually truer that you are healing? Um, I have love in my life. Mm-hmm. people who care about me. And when yeah. I feel loved, uh, I stop hurting. Yes. Absolutely. And one more. Give me one more proof for your turnaround that you are healing. Um, uh, let's see. How can I didn't have a headache this morning. Okay. Great. You didn't have a headache this morning. So do you see how it could be just as true that you are healing as this story that you're not healing? I I do. Mm -hmm. I still think, though, that you're going to have people who say and listen to this and say, wait a minute, Heather, Heather, you know, you should see these test results. They're scary. Yes, and I would say to them, tell me about it. What do you think, how are you interpreting these test results? And then someone would say to me, I'm going to die. And I would say to that person, can you absolutely know that that is true? And that question stops people in their tracks. You know, if they're honest, they're going to say no because nobody can predict the future. And you've heard so many people say, you know, this person was supposed to die and they defied all odds because mm-hmm. they didn't want to die. Yep, and that is something that people often use as proof for their turnaround that they're not going to die. How could it be just as true that in spite of these test results, I'm not going to die? Well, because I read about this person who got a death sentence from their oncologist, and they survived for 20 years. And I heard about this person. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know that those test results, they scare the living daylights out of people and their mind goes to all kinds of nightmare scenarios. You know, my children are going to be orphans. Well, is that true? My, you know, my children um, won't, won't be able to get by without me. You know, going through all the stories that people have about death. Well, let's look at death. And I love to do that with this inquiry, to look at death. And people, I go and I teach this inquiry process 
in groups and classes and workshops, and we do a segment on death, and we just get it all out there. What is it about death? What do you believe about death? Do you think it means that you're never going to see your loved ones again? Do you think it means this? Do you think it means that? And then people come and they sit beside me and we just look at them one by one. And not even death can stand up to this inquiry. It just doesn't hold up. It completely falls apart. So it's, it's really and truly changing the belief. It's coming, Changing the belief. Yeah, not just changing it, but just becoming free from it. Mm-hmm. When you come to see that what you believe is not true, you can't believe it anymore. Mm-hmm. And when you can't believe it anymore, it loses its power to make you suffer. What a great comment. Say that one more time before break. When okay. you... When you come to see that what you believe is not true, you cannot believe it anymore. And when you can't believe it anymore, it loses its power to make you suffer. Mm. And you're free, mm. no matter what the circumstances in your life are. Mm. You come to see that there is no problem. Mm. So doing this inquiry is like waking yourself up from a nightmare. And then you can take a deep breath <laughs> and see for yourself that there's nothing wrong. Everything is okay. And on that note, we're going to take a break. My guest is Heather Ambler, and she is an integral counselor who specializes in the work of Byron Katie, which is a questioning method to help you turn your challenging beliefs into opportunities, your problems into solutions, so you can have the kind of life you want to have. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where Women and Wine Angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women and Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women in Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. 
Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. My guest today is Heather Ambler, who's an integral counselor who works with a method of inquiry and questioning called the Byron Katie Method. And this is a method that helps you look at your limiting beliefs, really face them head on so you can turn them around and change your life and turn your challenges into opportunities and your problems into solutions, which is the purpose of my program, Positive Living. You can log on to Heather's website at heatherambler.com. Welcome back, Heather. All right, let's talk. We have one more segment left, and if people are listening on February 25th, uh, you can call us at 866-472-5788. So, Heather, how do people now start using this in their everyday life? How can they apply? We've given three examples in the area of health, of relationships, and of money. How can we start to use this method every day? That's a great question, Patricia. The thing about this inquiry is that it's really important, it's vital to either write it down as you're doing it or to work with a facilitator like myself. And the reason for that is, as I said earlier, the mind's job is to prove that what it thinks is true. And when you question the mind and what it believes, it has a tendency to try to wiggle out of the inquiry. When you write it down on paper, it keeps the mind focused on the questions and you're able to really sit with them and allow your answers, which are what are going to set you free, to arise. Otherwise, the mind just goes off into collecting evidence and trying to prove that what it thinks is true rather rather than questioning what it believes. So you just write it down. There are worksheets that you can do. You can download them from thework.com. Um, you can get them from me. If you email me, I'll send them to you. And, the and how would people do that? Pardon? How would people email you? Heather at heatherambler.com. So send me an email and I will send you the questions and I'll send you worksheets as well so that you can do this process on your own. It's so simple. Again, for people who are listening right now and just want to jot it down, the questions are, number one, is it true? Number two, can you absolutely know that it's true? Number three, how do you react to that thought? And then question four, who would you be without the thought? And then the turnaround. And you just write it down. You write down the question, you write down the belief statement, and then you write down your answers. It's so important to write down your answers. You know, how do I react to this thought? Well, what happens? I feel anxious. 
I snap at my husband. I don't feel like going anywhere. I'm unkind to myself, et cetera, et cetera. Just write it all down or work with a facilitator so that you're saying it out loud. Okay. And that keeps the mind focused on the questions. All right. So, again, before we close, what are those four questions one more time? Number one, is it true? Number two, can you absolutely know that it's true? Number three, how do you react to that thought? And finally, number four, who would you be without the thought? And then the turnaround, where you take the statement and turn it around to its opposite and then find at least three ways in which that turnaround is just as true as or truer than the original statement. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to argue with and refute the belief yeah, by showing that it's not true. You just question it. And if you answer the questions, they will blow your mind. You will wake up from whatever nightmare you find yourself in. Mm-hmm. It is just amazing. Mm-hmm. It never ceases to amaze me again and again. You've and obviously again. had a lot of success with this. Yeah, I really have. It's changed my life completely, and it's changed my clients' lives. It's just, it's not, to me, it's miraculous, really. People ask me, I hold a pen in my hand in my sessions because I jot down the belief statements as we go. And my clients say to me very often, what is that, a magic wand, that pen that you hold? Yeah. And so I were the one with the power, but it's the questions that have the power and your answers that have the power. It is just amazing. Yeah. So, again, you know, it's so much the mind, again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 100% the mind. Okay. So what would be your closing thoughts for people who are plagued with, I don't make enough money, Mm. I can't pick the right relationships, I'm doomed in my relationship, Um, my health is not good and it's not getting better. What's your closing thoughts for people locked in those beliefs? I would just say to everyone, no matter what it is that you are going through right now, You don't have to suffer anymore. You can set yourself free from this with these questions. If you answer them, they will set you free. So just question what you believe. Every single bit of our suffering is born out of a stressful thought. They all, it all begins there. Sadness, fear, anger, all is born out of stressful beliefs. And if you take those beliefs, you write them down and you question them, you will become free. Hmm. Yeah. And, and again, people can contact you at heatherambler.com. And you work by phone, right? So people can work with you from all over the country. Yep, I work with people all over the country. I work with people all over the world um, by phone. And then I work with people in person at my home in the San Francisco Bay Area. Okay, and I would also think that once people start loosening up these beliefs, then their actions become very different. Absolutely. Become very positive. Yeah, because everything we do begins as a thought. So when we begin to question what we believe, everything that everything in our life begins to look different and we begin to move differently through the world. You know, right. so much of what we say and do in relation to other people, especially everything begins as a belief. And when your mind is clear so many of your behaviors that you've lived with your whole life, they just begin to drop away. Mm-hmm. They just drop away and drop away. Right. And then your behavior changes. Yeah. And you start to get different different results. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much, Heather, for being on this program. It's mm, really you're wonderful. Welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And stay on the line. And um, folks, I want to tell you about next week's guest. You know, we keep talking in this program about changing your belief. My guest next week is Raymond Francis, whose book is Never Be Sick Again. Health is a Choice, Learn How to Choose It, which is something we talked about today. Um, he really talks about how we can cut through the confusion and demystify disease and answers the questions, what is health, what is disease, why do people get sick, how can disease be prevented, and how can it be reversed. And then through a lot of research and studies, he's going to talk about a different way to look at health and disease so that we don't have to be sick again. Raymond Francis is an internationally recognized leader in the emerging field of optimal health maintenance, and he's chairman and CEO of Beyond Health Corporation. So again, uh, we talked about that today, how we don't have to be sick and how we can change our belief. Folks, remember that positive living is always on Voice America on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. You can log on to my website, which is raskinresources.com. You can write to me. be happy to hear from you. And again, uh, this program is on Mondays, and I also have other radio programs you can find out about on my website. Until next week, as I always say, stay healthy, stay healthy. Now you can make your dreams come true. And until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin for Positive Living. Have a great Monday and a great week. listening to Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com and tune in next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on voiceamerica.com.